welcome to episode 5 of the Tough Draw Talks podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hughes. Once again, we are making a home here in the Lane Frost booth at the Fort Worth Convention Center for Cowboy Christmas at the 2020 Wrangler NFR. Appreciate you being along for the ride. With today's episode, we have a bull rider that is known around the bull riding community as quite the hand, bull rider Aaron Pass. Aaron is a veteran of the sport, and we are grateful for his insight and him being here with us today. Aaron, I appreciate you being here, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Feels good to be here, especially good. close to home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's cool being in the backyard, isn't it? It With is. The rodeo and all that. It is. Yeah. Uh, you know, now being here, it's a different environment. You know, it's definitely not Las Vegas, but it is. It is outstanding being here in Texas. A lot of cowboys come from Texas, so it's good to see. We all enjoy it. Yeah, for sure, man. Well. Let's just kick some things off with some rapid-fire type stuff. If you could meet one person, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, man, one person. Uh, I don't know. I, I got a few in mind. I would, somebody who uh, who I really like is, uh, man, I don't know. That's, that is a tough <laughs> question. Tough. Anybody, uh, really anybody that has came from nothing and made something of themselves, you know, not having anything handed to them. I would just like to sit down and talk with them, chat with them, and see what you know, what things they did to push them and drive them to, to get somewhere in life. It's easy to give up and, and get defeated. And to me, there's a lot of a lot of people out there that's come from nothing and, and made something of themselves. And I, I, that's the people I'd like to uh, to sit down and chat with. Well, we're gonna get into that more later, but that's kind of your story, isn't it? A little, little bit. bit, yeah, a, a little bit. You know, I I come from definitely not rodeo, and uh, whenever I grew up, there was where I grew up, no horses, things like that going on. <laughs> so it was a, a different sport. But as far as as me getting into it, I, I just love being competitive, you know. Yeah, for It wasn't sure. me and a bunch of other guys trying to win. It was just me by myself, and, and I liked that better than a, a team event. So definitely. It worked definitely. out. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Man, I like uh, – I like animated movies, Disney Me? movies, yeah. Watch them with the kids? Yeah, with the kids. Even before I had kids, I always liked them. Uh, I like Up, you know, with the old man. Ah, and yeah. there's, there's several different different ones I like. I'm and sad. Yeah, it's, it's, sad, a little, it's a little sad, but it is a cartoon, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, it's a good story, <laughs> oh, though. Yeah, it's a good for story. sure, for sure. My little girl, she likes a lot of action movies, you know. They like to watch action the transformers so dad likes animated movies the kids like action movies. yeah yeah the more action movies we watch the more (laughs) fighting i gotta do with them so i try to keep them off of it (laughs) i hear you man i hear you uh what are your hobbies what do you do when you're not you know strapping on the bull rope man my hobbies i live outdoors i stay outdoors i stay in the woods i always got my kids out there with me yeah and uh i mean i would like to make it a profession but it's a hobby for me I, i always um Every time I get the, the chance, I just like to get out there. I don't shoot a lot of deer, but I sure do like deer hunting and just being out in the woods. So that's that's my hobbies, man. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And you do do you do construction? I do. Uh, I have okay. a. Uh, I've worked for a guy. I worked for a guy for several years doing construction. And now I'm just on my own. So I enjoy it. It's it's fun. It's hectic, you know. And sometimes you gotta get out there when it's cold and rainy and do it anyways. But you know, it's it's just part of life. Definitely. Well. So you have two kiddos, right? Two little girls? Two girls, yes, sir. Santa coming to see them this year? I hope so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah all right. Is everyone at the house looking forward to Christmas? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They Man, they've been having a Christmas list ready for six months, you know. <laughs> they always try to slip in something. My uh, my youngest daughter, she's on Amazon all the time, putting on, on line on the Amazon app, always 
putting stuff into the the buggy, you know, wow. giving it the wish list. Yeah, huh? she said that Santa Claus is a buggy. He'll be able to see it. So <laughs> I said, well, if he brings all that, he better bring another house because we ain't got we ain't got room for it all. <laughs> That's great, man. That's great. If you could be the best at anything, what would it be? Man, giving advice probably. Everybody's always looking for advice, and if you can give the best advice to somebody, I mean, it might change their change their life or ever you know so i wouldn't be i wouldn't really want to be good at doing something I'd, I'd rather be good at helping everybody else you know along the way that's great man everybody that, together is better than you yeah. know everybody doing the right thing at the right time together is better than just one dude doing it so dude that's such a good answer like i yeah i mean that's just that's so cool i i agree with you a lot I mean, of if time, you can ev- do things that make a difference for people that's just that's absolutely. such a cool thing absolutely everybody's looking for advice all the time too so yeah so what makes you tick? What Man, gets you going? What gets me going in life, my family, you know, and, and it's definitely my family. I, every day I wake up, you know, I could choose to sit around the house and, and do nothing or get up and make a better life for my family and me. In in the sport of rodeo, doubt, man. People doubt me. That's what makes me tick. It, it pisses me off and it, <laughs> and it makes me tick because, you know, a lot of... A lot of people doubt you if you don't show up and, and show out everywhere and, and travel and go all over the place. You know, you, people are oh, you just a stay-at-home dude, you know. Yeah. But that ain't doubt. Well, and being, <laughs> I mean, you and I are about the same height. So, I mean, people always doubt the short guy, don't they? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Everybody got a short joke, man. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. if you if you have confidence as a short man, they think you have little man syndrome. Yeah. So, I don't know yeah, what's yeah. up with that. You, they think you're full of it. <laughs> Uh, so you've been watching the NFR this year, right? I have. Oh, yeah. What you think? What you think of it being in the backyard? And any predictions for what's going to go down in the bull riding? Uh, my, my favorite thing is it comes on TV earlier, so I ain't got to stay up so late <laughs> watch the bull riding. But the bull riding, in being 2020, you know, this year the season was so hit and miss. And, uh, you know, you, it wasn't to where you can go to one event and, and get a – 15 20 30 thousand dollar lead on somebody so it came down to this year instead of drawing a drawing competition at all the good ones it, it kind of come down to a riding competition and and a lot of these young guys man they're on fire they're ate up with it you know and you can see it in their eyes and um and even ty wallace he's been through a lot a lot of injuries and man he's healthy and when that guy's healthy it, there's not very many people do it prettier than him or better than him yeah. so he was really impressive. Oh, yeah. He's been real impressive. And he's always been that way. He's yeah. always been that way, but he's always out more than he is in, so a lot of people don't get to see that. But uh, as far as us rodeo guys go, we see it. We we know what he's capable of. So, What do you think about the uh, some of these you, – you alluded to the young guys, and I know Ty is a little more of a veteran, but, uh, you know, Kai Hamilton, Colton Fritzlin, uh, even Stetson Wright, he's younger. I yeah. Mean, what, yeah. What about these young guys? Man, they don't they don't give up. That's what I like about them. You know, a, a lot of times you'll see some young kids come in here and they get defeated or get a hand it to them pretty quick. They they give up and and these kids, man, they no matter what they keep on putting it out. And of course the Wrights are it's the right family. And you know if he if he only gave a half ass effort and went <laughs> home, those guys wouldn't let him live it down. So he don't have a choice. But yeah, you know as as Kai Hamilton, I've seen him uh, at the PBRs a little bit this year and. I mean, the, the guy's impressive. He ain't scared. He gets up there. He don't jack around. Nods his head and kind of old school cowboy. Right, the way he rides him, you know, he look, looks good. He's impressive. He, he is. is impressive. It is absolutely. So you yourself, I mean, you're wearing a go around buckle. You've made the NFR before. Uh, 2014, 
Talk a little bit about the NFR. Tell me, you know, tell me your thoughts, what it was like to win two rounds and just kind of your experience on the road in the PRCA. Man, 2014 was was the year I decided to go hard. Uh, 2013, I was kind of bouncing around like, I mean, I always do, but I started going to more rodeos toward the end of the year. And then they had a big event in uh, Vegas during the NFR that year. And just being up there, you know, and, and everybody and all the doubt, you know, that people had, it, it kind of just lit a fire under me. And I got in with uh, a couple of good bull riders the following year, Trey Benton and Co Eccles. And Trey's been to the finals numerous times. And it was good to get in with him and the way his dad kind of runs things. You know, for me, I, I've never been in that situation. So I, uh, it was it was good. He was on top of entries and, and helped us out, you know, because you get out yeah. there in the, in the rodeo world, you lose track of time, and, and you do. The time changes, all the different time zones. And uh, you got to enter these rodeos by certain times. It's hard. It, I mean, it's not hard, but it's easy to miss. It takes them. a lot of coordination. Yeah, huh? it's easy to miss them if you're not paying attention, especially you. You know, driving long hours, and you get to where you want to go, and you want to rest and, and sleep. But it's a lot to it than you know than just showing up, and getting on a bull. So in 2014, I, I owe a lot to those guys. And man, it just like I said, I was just had a fire lit underneath me, and and. Uh, I got hurt uh, early in the year, and I wasn't going to set out. You know, I wasn't going to let that that cost me. So put a lot of tape on, made it to the finals, and it was amazing, man. Honestly, it, it was amazing. Uh, bad thing, a couple of weeks before I went to the NFR, I was at a, at a uh, PBR in Enid, Oklahoma, and somebody stole my gear bag. So I showed up to oh, the, no. my first NFR. I had no no gear. I had to borrow stuff. You know, I had some shaps. Hey, uh, a gentleman, maybe some chaps and a Phoenix vest brought me a vest, but I, I brought an old rope to town, and then uh, I uh, I just borrowed, borrowed rods yeah, borrowed, and all I, sorts of stuff. Yeah, huh? I had a buddy at Tanner Bothwell was up there that year at the bull sale. He let me borrow his spurs, and <laughs> I had some spurs I showed up with the first night, and I didn't even make it out of the bucking shoot, so I swapped them spurs around and won the second round, and I called Tanner back and said, man, I'm keeping them for the rest of the week, <laughs> so sorry about your bad luck, but... <laughs> He didn't care. He a good friend of mine, so worked out, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. So I talked to a stock contractor um, about you, and you know, every stock contractor I visited with about you, the resounding sentiment is one of the best bull riders they've ever seen. How does a kid from Dallas, from the city, get into bull riding? Oh man, my my cousin road bulls he uh he come from the city we all like lived kind of around on the same street there in in uh, Balt springs and uh we had some some stuff that went down in the family and everybody kind of had to get split up unfortunately but whenever he moved off um uh, he started riding bulls and through glenn McIlvain and his dad and them and man he's he made the pbr finals the nfr several times and uh, then my aunt married a, a, a gentleman that also rode bulls and his name is rusty and uh, I was out working with him at, at, at their place one day, and he's like, hey, man, you know, let's go put you on some bulls. And I was like, oh, I'll play baseball and football. You know, I ain't a bull rider. And, but anyways, we went out to the church on Tuesday night in Athens, and uh, I got on a couple bulls there, and, and man, I, I fell in love with it. So just after getting on those first two, that was all it took for me. Yeah, you were hooked. I was hooked, man. The competitive, hooked. The competitive nature, and you just kind of took over. Yeah, yeah, and it was something different, you know. It wasn't, I mean – Growing up, I played baseball, I mean, probably since I could walk, and we'd practice every day and playing select teams. You know, it's a busy lifestyle, too, a lot of a lot of work, a lot of practice, and it was something different, something new, 
And, uh, you know, like I said, I wasn't on a team. It was me. And if I wanted to get better, it was only up to me. So I kind of like that, too. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, that's So your style, you you have a flashy style. You wear colored chaps and all that. Describe your style a little bit to me. Uh, a lot of people like it, you know. A lot of yeah. people say they like my style. I flash them up, make them look good. To me, you know, looking back on it, looks sloppy you probably <laughs> probably like hearing your own voice too you know you once you hear your own self talk you're like oh man I sound like an idiot but <laughs> it, it's kind of that that way and i i think it's uh i think it's all right i don't have no specific to it i just try to stay on man man i growing up watching bull riding and stuff you know i watched you at cbrs and different things like that i mean you're you're sticky man <laughs> you're a hand man. i appreciate it man. in fact it you know, like that picture James took this past weekend in Granbury, you know, that bull's got you stretched out, but there isn't an ounce of daylight between you and that bull. That's that's some awesome worked stuff. Out. That's I'm glad rank, it worked man. out. I'm glad it worked out. It Talk about Granbury though. What you know, this past weekend there was a what was it, just a bull team event? It is. They have these uh they've been putting on these deals in twenty twenty since a lot of the rodeos went down. They have have this deal it's a they call it a bull team event and you bring your own bull riders and uh, I, I partnered up with a good friend of mine his name is pistol robinson a lot of guys know him i mean he's oh, pbr yeah. bull rider everybody like good pistol. dude good dude good yeah dude. heck yeah and he's got great bulls him and jerry man they got some good bulls and uh at the beginning of the year we teamed up at an event they had in mississippi and shoot we won a hundred thousand dollars up there and then from there we just rolled on with it man and they'll uh, they'll call me during the week kind of send me a roster and you know, I tell them whichever one bucks the hardest and is going to give us a chance it. to win. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. And they they got being pistol being a left-handed bull rider. They got a lot of left-handed bulls. So if it's me just right, and I mean it's hard to pass up a gig like that. You get to pick your own bull and go win five thousand dollars every weekend. It's it's not a bad choice right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, not a bad option. Huh? <laughs> no, not at all, man. So twenty twenty. You know, you just kind of alluded to it. These bull team, these bull team events. I feel like they've you know watching on social media and watching the sport i mean they they look like they keep popping up and that's been something like i alluded to you know stock contractors think a lot of you and i think that has a lot to do with your willingness to get on the best and and also obviously your talent um talk a little bit about what what has been the challenges or what's been different about 2020 for you personally as uh, as a bull rider man uh after i made the finals i got hurt uh, that year I set out most of 2015 and then I, I came back and I barely missed the finals I said I was hurt again set out all 16 all 17 all 18 uh, came back at last in, in 19 and man busted my butt in 2018 to get to where I needed to be and I uh, tore my bicep at the American at the beginning of the year Dang. so or actually I tore that rodeo Houston uh, yeah. on a Lindell Hurst bull wrote uh, right out of the chute my I felt it pull and the bull was just good. Rode my bull, you know, got off. But I knew when I got off, my arm wasn't right. And uh, that that kind of broke me. I left Rodeo Houston thinking that might be the last bull I ever got on. You know, after spending four years of, of injuries working and working my back. tail off. Yeah, yeah, I had some spinal some spinal cord problems. And, man, it was just a lot of work that, that would break you down. Especially, you know, you, you work hard at something for three years and you don't even get to get on any bulls. You know, you're, you're ready to get on. And. When that happened and, and my bicep my bicep tore from the bone, man, it was just uh it was heartbreaking. And then I kinda brushed it off and was like, you know, whatever, I get the surgery done and come to find out I had that brace on my arm for 
couple months. The surgery didn't hold up. I had to redo the surgery. Uh, set out all the, all you know, 2019. Uh, 2020 was going to be my year, man. I was ready for the comeback, and the yeah. damn virus hit. And yep. uh, being out for so long, I have no, you know, th- as far as rodeo goes, no, no uh, credentials from the year prior. So I wasn't getting, I haven't got into any rodeos, maybe. I got into maybe three or four events, man. I, I was one second at uh, Coleman and placed at the others, but not high enough to, to win money and get to go all year. Uh, saying that, you know, I kind of counted PRCA out for 2020 and then was going to try the PBR. It kind of went down this, the same pathway. I can't get in, couldn't, I haven't got into any events. Uh, yeah. So as far as that goes, I just didn't, I wasn't ready to give it up. You know, these oh, bull yeah. team deals kind of popped up at, at the beginning of the year. And uh, we went to, like I said, I hooked up a pistol, and I just rode it's with it from there. Out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I entered some, I entered rodeos all summer. I didn't get in any summer rodeos. Uh, I got into one, but like I said, I wasn't going to drive all the way up north for thousand dollars if I couldn't get into all the other ones. So Definitely. I just mainly set out this year and exercise, get on bulls, and man, just hungry for it, honestly. So watching this summer, I noticed, and you and I kind of talked about this. You were asked originally to be a part of the uh that pbr monster energy team challenge yes and uh you ended up you ended up getting out there talk a little bit about that experience and what that was like i mean i know these bull team events that's probably what part of what kind of helped get you get you back into it people seeing you ride and stuff in videos talk a little bit about that uh i had uh clinton sellers called me and was wanting me to be on his team and uh, the way that they had the the event set up, it was a good event. But the way they had it set up, you you don't win no points toward the world standings or qualifying to get to the built for tough events. So um, as far as me, I didn't want to go. You know, I understand I can go up there and get on those bulls, but I'd rather go to other events and and earn my way up there for a, a spot that I could go every weekend, not Definitely. just when I'm needed. You know, yeah, so for sure. I turned it down the first couple of times, and then Kobe Yates called me the third time, and uh, Pulled my arm a little bit, you know, did what he does. I've known Kobe. I, I went to PBRs with him and Brian, my cousin Brian, whenever I was younger. So I've known Kobe a long time, and I let him talk me into it. And He was I, singing your praises on Ride Pass. I promise you that. He was he was pretty excited whenever I went up there. And to be honest, when I did get up there, man, uh, I haven't been on many bulls, maybe, you know, 15 bulls so far. Over the past four years, I haven't been on maybe 75 bulls, if that. So. Yeah. Uh, I got up there, and those bulls were a little more for me than I was ready for at the time, but it didn't scare me, man. Just bring it on. I'm, I'm ready. So uh, I just felt like I was a little sluggish and, and wasn't in shape to uh, to show out on all those bulls that I needed to. Everybody was happy with uh, how I tried, but oh, I can me. I can attest to the fact that you gave it your all, man. <laughs> you you gave it a hell of a try, man. Yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was Thank awesome. you. Appreciate it. Um, so let's talk about so in Granbury this weekend, bullfighter out there named Bryce Rito. We had him on the podcast. Talk a little bit about did Bryce. Did Bryce bail you out this weekend? He did, man. <laughs> Bullfighters always had to bail me out. <laughs> I uh, I owe him a lot, but yeah, he uh, a big old black bull. And when I went to get off of him, my foot hung, and I don't know if in like the bell strap or something, it kind of yanked my feet out from under me, and. Uh, I got up and, and turned to try to see where he was, you know, and he was right on top of us. And like, I broke my leg a couple of times. Like I said, I ain't as fast as I used to be. So uh, Bryce stepped in there and took a shot, man. And then we got up, tried to run. My foot got caught up in his sock. 
And then, man, I I didn't have time to put my hands in front of me. I was smacked the ground. It was a belly flop right into that dirt. But everybody laughed, and we got away safe, or I did at least. Bryce got hooked a little bit, but those guys are tougher than us. Well, man, I tell you, he, he talked about how he's not afraid to take a hook in for a cowboy, and that means the world to him. Yeah, so. it means the world to me, too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> helps glad. you get home. Yeah, I'm glad, especially in that little arena. I had my, my daughter there with me, my youngest daughter, and it was just me and her. So, oh. yeah, he saved a big headache. Man, man. And, again, just to just to remind you all, we are live uh, recording from the floor of the Cowboy Convention Center. So any ambient audio you hear, that's, that's what's going on, the announcers and all that. But we're going to keep on rolling. Um, talk a little bit. So we talked to Eli Vassbinder about being a taller bull rider. Talk a little bit about being shorter. What do you feel like you have an advantage? Do you like you know what advantage do you think it gives you, or how do you use your height to your advantage? Oh man, I, a lot of people always ask that question. They always say you sure are built right to ride bulls, but you know, like Eli says, I haven't been, I ain't ever been built different. So this is me. It's, it's how I had to learn to ride. If I could change anything, I'd rather stay short with just longer arms, you know. That way I wouldn't get yanked around so much. Uh, I have, I got short arms, and if I get the slightest out of shape, you know, them big bulls are yanking on me. But as far as height advantage, oh, man, I don't know. You see a bunch of great bull riders that are tall, and you see a bunch of great bull riders that are little. I mean, J.B. Mooney ain't short, and he dominated for a long time, so... Um, I don't. It just depends on your style, I believe. If you ride bulls the right way, it don't. It really don't matter if you're short, or tall, or whatever. Yeah. Just stay on, stay in the middle. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> what are your goals moving forward? What's 2021 got in store for you? What are you? What are you looking to do? Uh, man, my family wants me to to try to make the NFR again. Uh, as far as me, I, I'd like to make the PBR finals. You know, I'd, those guys are the greatest in the world, and I don't see why I couldn't be over there in the top ten. I mean, I have the the worth ethic, and I put in the hard work. I just need the uh, I just need the opportunity, and once it comes, I'll be ready for it. But as far as that, I think I'm going to uh, I think I'm going to focus on all the bull ridings and stuff. I've rodeoed for a long time. My heart's in rodeo, you know, and, and that's the the sport and the side of it that I love so much. But being the the age I am now, I, it's a lot of travel, a lot of work, and having to start from the bottom again, man, it's just tough on me. I don't. I don't want to go to all the thousand added rodeos, you know, and risk getting hurt for nothing. And it's, uh, I know that's the, the dues you got to pay, but as far as where I am in life right now, that's not what I'm looking for, man. Yeah. And alluding to that, you've talked a lot about your family. You've, you had your little girl out there with you in Granbury. Talk, talk a little bit about the impact. So, you know, 14 was great. You had some injuries, you had some <coughs> tough times, stuff like that. This, you know, riding for stock contractors and bull team challenges have come up. Talk a little bit about, you know, you as a family man. And, you know, a lot of people probably wonder, like, if, you know, Aaron Pass is so good, where's he at? You know, as a matter of fact, that's one of the fan questions we got is where, you know, where has Aaron Pass been? And, you know, is is a lot of that you want to be a little closer to home? Uh, you want to be around family? Some of it is, man. Yeah, some of it is. But there's so many contestants out there in in the rodeo world. Uh, it's not like any other any other sport, you know, where it's broadcasted so so widely, ESPN things like that. So, uh, one minute you're hot, you know, like I nobody even known I've existed for the past four years, and then I go win Granberry just open bull riding, and everybody wants to talk. So, it's <laughs> it's who's hot at the moment, and man, I. Uh, 
I was at home, and like I said, I was hurt. I was behind closed doors. Nobody sees what goes on behind closed doors. I was putting in a lot of work, therapy, uh, getting my back worked on. I had broke my hand, my riding hand. I had to have my hand and stuff, a lot of therapy on my arm and my hand. And, you know, I was just been putting in the time. And like you said, whenever you do get out and go somewhere, everybody's like, oh, man, what happened? You quit. You're getting old, aren't you? You know, and no, you know, I'm, I'm 31 now. Yeah, 30, 31, I think, and I don't feel old. I feel you still in, got a few good years. Yeah, in I you. feel in great shape, man. I work out, I exercise. I don't sit around and and eat a bunch of junk food and, and not care about myself. So, yeah. as far as getting on the bulls, that it, it don't bother me. You know, I'm, I could get on five or six a day and I'll be fine. But uh, yeah, as, as far as not being out there and being active and around, I've been at home hurt, and that's what I. It's hard to see that whenever you know I don't. I don't get on social media and, you know, flash it all out or you don't see it pop up on Sports Center. Oh, Aaron passes out with a bad back or this and that. You, you, there's just a lot of things that's in the unknown that people don't know unless it's put on TV. Yeah. So you and I talked about the fact that uh, you didn't grow up in a rodeo family per se. You, you more grew up in the city. Baseball, football kind of transitioned into it. Did Have these injuries – actually made you more hungry for the you know kind of that dream of the bull being the best bull rider being a great bull rider getting into some of those bigger things and proving it proving it as much to yourself as anything yeah a little bit uh i look at it i look back at you know my career and i think a lot of my injuries could have been avoided if if i would have let go a little sooner done something a little bit different here and there not it got on while had having nagging injuries things like that but you know, being being a bull rider, man, you live in the moment. Your time is short, and whenever somebody tells you, oh, you need to go home and heal up, well, you go home and heal up, you are healthy, but you ain't paying bills either. So as far as that, man, I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of upset and wish a lot of the injuries didn't happen so I could have been out there longer and, you know, been exposed more. But that's the, the path God chose for me, and that's the one I took, and, and that's just how the, the punches rolled. And being back now and – I think what's made me hungry is being healthy this year and not being able to go. Not it's the reason ain't because of me this time. It's because of a pandemic, you exactly. know. And and it's, I think that's what's really made me hungry this year. Is because now that I'm here, I have the opportunity to do it. I feel like I'm in, in good health, good shape, and and kind of riding good. You know, yeah. I'm not. Oh, I'm you're not riding to, well. <laughs> I'm not to where Quit I want to be. modest. And, you're and, riding real good. I man. appreciate it. And, yeah. Not to, I haven't been able to, uh, I like getting on, man, being consistent, getting on more and more and more. And right now I get on one or two bulls every every two, three weeks, you know. And so it's not like I'm just going out there and, and getting after it. And that's what I feel like I need right now. And yeah. that, that's what you get from rodeo. That's what I did love about rodeo is I could get on all the time. And uh, But, you know, right now we don't have that option. And, and they're doing their best to make it, you know, for us that way. And they understand the situation, and we understand the situation. So as far as 2021 goes, man, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to get yeah. out there. Well, let's do it. Man. Yes, sir. I look forward to seeing you out there, man. <laughs> Again, thank you to Stetson Frost of the Lane Frost brand for having us in the booth today. Be sure and check them out at lanefrost.com. All right, Aaron, to wrap this up, let's run through some fan questions. How about it? We appreciate y'all submitting these, by the way. You can submit them on our Instagram stories or our Facebook stories. So Jacob from Texas says, it's been great to see Aaron back and winning lately. Appreciate and then that. it said, dot, 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 as usual. 
<laughs> Everybody always says, uh, you know, how do you just come back and go back to winning? Well, like I said, whenever I'm at home, I'm not just sitting there. You know, I'm exercising. I'm in the garage riding the little ball around, and, you know, I got it on my mind. So when I show up, it's like I've never skipped a beat. And I feel like, I mean, you, people say, like, riding a bike. You get on the bike, you know how to balance yourself, man. You just get up there and do it. And bull riding's about the same thing. Get up there and try and give it all you got. And by the time that second or first jump comes around, you're ready, man. Yeah. It's showtime. All right, so Lyndall Hurst, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say his name. He asked Aaron. He he told me to ask you about when he left you in the freezing cold parking lot at Lubbock Fairgrounds. Sounds like a great friend, don't it? Yeah, it just does. leave you late hanging out uh, there like that, man. We was at a, uh, we was at a bull riding that night in Lubbock, and. Uh, Linda, I believe Linda was inside. His cooler was outside, and <laughs> that rodeo, that bull riding drags on all night. They have a lot of bull riders, man. And I got on. I was probably one of the first or second guys out, so <laughs> I, I went outside and uh, I knew what Lindell's truck looked like and what his cooler looked like. And I drank all the beer out of his cooler, and then he uh, he came out after the bull riding was over. And man, he was sad and heartbroken. And yeah, I was standing out there in the in the parking lot, and he. Threw rocks, man. Threw rocks on me. <laughs> Peeled out of there. Left me. <laughs> Terrible How'd friend. You, then, he, could, then said I couldn't even stand out of his house. You were his ride, weren't you? Or he was your yeah, ride, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. But that's part of it, I guess. <laughs> did you make it back to his house that night, or did you go somewhere else? I don't know else? where we ended up. You don't know? Uh, yeah, that was a while back. I know I didn't make it to his house. He said I couldn't stay there. <laughs> oh, Lindell and his life lessons. Huh? Yeah, he's a great guy, man. I, oh, I've liked yeah. Lindell for a long time. Another fan asks, what goes through your mind when you get in the bucking chute? Uh, usually what goes through my mind, you, you got a lot of the stock contractors always trying to tell you, you know, what he's what the bull's going to do. He ain't going to stand great and this and that. But I like to get in there a few bulls, uh, I'd say two, three bulls ahead of the other guys and push those bulls around a little bit in the chute. And you could tell if they're going to take it or if they're going to give you a fit in there. So I just usually get in there, try to figure out the bull and, and uh, get comfortable on there take some deep breaths and uh you could think all you want but as soon as you nod your head things things change it's all reaction from there so not much thinking going on afterwards so speaking to that do you have a preference of knowing you know do you like when a stock contractor or a buddy tells you what this bull's going to do do you care do you or do you just go i mean like you said once you nod your head it's all pretty much reaction but i know you know i've talked to a lot of guys about setting traps and different things like that i mean what do you what's in your style and how you do things what do you prefer uh man if if i know the bull's pretty honest i like to and if i know the contractor i like to know what he does uh if i show up and i ain't never heard of the bull and i don't really know the contractor i just go get on man it, it's all going to change he, a lot of those older bulls 90 percent of the time will have a game plan but you know at the end of the day they do whatever the heck they want to do so a lot of times you will get caught in a trap or you'll override them you know if you if you know they're going left or you know they're going right and you're going there before they are yeah so you'll you'll override them and i i continue i i have a bad habit of that especially if i know bulls are going left uh i'll get in there a little bit but don't panic use your feet get on out ride him it it turns out all right yeah heck yeah (laughs) Ryder Burford said to tell you hello. That's my little cousin, man. He's a great guy. Well, he ain't little anymore. He used to be short. Now he's now he's <laughs> taller than me. But, yeah, heck yeah, man. Hello, Ryder. What's up, man? That's cool. There's a shout-out for you there, Ryder. So Zach asks, what is your most memorable ride or moment in bull riding? 
Uh, my most memorable? Being young, I was going to a lot of these bull ridings. I was short, real short. I looked like I was probably 12 or 13. And I uh, I remember two of, two of my favorite rides. I went and got on a, uh, they called him Little Bo at the time, a, a bigger bull. And he was jerking a lot of the guys down at the at the cup events. And I had him in uh, Amarillo. And I showed up and they, uh, they you know, this is, I was young. They, then nobody knew who I was. And the contractor was trying to talk me out of getting on, you know. No, man, this, you're not big enough. This bull, blah, blah, blah. And uh, anyways, long story short, I was 93 on the bull, you know, and Ooh. step off and. Like you know, that's what makes me feel good, you uh, know. Don't don't come over here with that crap. Well, there man. you go. There's that doubt, right? Yeah, that doubt. Yeah, and that, that's happened you a few times in the, in the PBR. And they used to have another bull called Chester, and he was pretty hot at the time. And I I did the same with him. I showed up, and the guy tried to talk me out of getting on him. And I said, "Man, you just worry about you, and I'll worry about me." And I stayed on. That one hurt my feelings because I was think I was 92, and I thought I was going to win. I called back, and Corey McFadden ended up winning. He was 93, so. <laughs> That was a tough weekend. Yeah. Do you remember the rides from the the uh, the NFR when you won round two and what what was it round six six, six? I do yeah I I do man they uh, uh the second round bull was a red bull I don't remember his name but I have never seen him before you know and I had some people telling me he was really good and yeah it, it was he was he was flashy kind of backing up underneath himself around to the right and. Uh, he almost had me bucked off. He was coming under underneath me, wanting to pull me down on his head, and uh, I had to stick my chin up in the air and, and do a little trick riding, you know. But it, it turned out to work the way I wanted it. Made the whistle, and man, uh, hitting the ground, and seeing the thumbs up, that was pretty dang exciting. Oh, I bet. Pretty dang exciting. And then I got in trouble for uh, they kicked me out of the uh, the grand entry. They said I was a hazard, you know, to the uh, in the main entry, the grand entry because I'm not very good at riding horses. So <laughs> they kicked, before the NFR even started, we was out there getting our horses gathered up and I was getting my saddle on and they announced me on the, like an intercom, like a little kid at school, you know, air pass. And I went walking to a portable and they said, you've been excused from the <laughs> grand entry. And I was like, what do you mean excused? And they're like, well, you're not in it. You're a hazard. And I was like, a hazard? Yeah, you, you don't have to ride. You know, you're not very good at riding horses. You ain't got to be in it. So. Whenever I won the round, I was thinking, well, they ain't going to let me do no victory lap. And, boy, they was mad. They came and found me and stuck me on that horse. And they, they said, don't pass, don't pass that flag, girl. I was like, all right. And I was mad they didn't let me in. So as soon as, as, soon as they opened that gate, man, I whipped and passed that flag girl right on, right on up, <laughs> right around that arena and came on out the other side. But it, it is kind of scary coming down, that, uh, coming down that tunnel over there in Vegas. So you can't see much in that arena. I bet. So Sam from Texas wants to know, hat versus helmet. Do you always wear a hat, and how do you make that decision? Uh, I've, I tried to wear a helmet whenever I was younger, but for me, man, it seemed like it knocked me silly more hitting the ground than it, than it saved me whenever I was on the bulls. So I, w- I went back to my hat, and uh, I've always stuck with it. I like it. I like, I like being cowboy. Tug it down tight, and it's all fun until you get whacked. But it's you know it's it's part of the sport, man. So it is what it is. What's the worst injury you've had? Ooh, man. Is it probably the the broken legs and back? <laughs> no, and stuff heck or? no. I got a list of it, man. I've <laughs> I've collapsed my lung three separate occasions. Uh, collapsed my kidney once. Uh, my back hurt. It bothered me, but it wasn't as painful. I would say. Probably the most painful is my kidney. Whenever I had collapsed my kidney, it was, it was miserable. And oh, yeah. 
Uh, thankfully, my wife, she rushed me to one hospital at the time, and they had me out in the lobby, and they was telling me it's going to be a few hours before I got in, so she put me back in the car and rushed me to the Dallas hospital, and they got me right in. And Yeah, uh, yeah it was it was a bad deal. That hurt. Man. Well, again, thank you very much for being here. Do you have anything else you'd like to say to your fans or fans of the sport of rodeo in general? Oh, uh, man, I'd just like to say thanks to all the fans that, that – stick for you know stick for us here at uh, rodeo fans and that show up during this pandemic like it is now you know and uh, and support us because this could have been the total opposite we could have been sitting at home wishing uh that we was having a, a finals right now and uh you know thanks for everybody who uh who support me reach out and ask about me check on me and and especially uh shout out to everybody who talks good about me man i appreciate that that's awesome where can people find you on social media and follow along with what you got going on, especially with big year coming up in 2021? Oh, man, I, I have uh, Facebook and uh, Snapchat and Instagram, but I'm kind of slow on the Facebook. I, I usually stick with the Instagram and uh, don't post much pictures. I usually put it on my storyline. But, yeah, if you want to follow me, uh, hop on there. It's Aaron Pass, and uh, I don't know the names to all of them, but you can Google Aaron Pass. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy to find. So follow along with us on social media as well at Tough Draw and at Tough Draw Talks for more episodes of our podcast as we continue to bring y'all closer to the rodeo community and the action. Until next time, everyone, enjoy the ride.